0: For may is change gracefully. And from Myrtle Fillmore's book, How to Let God Help You, she says this about change. Truly, it's of great value for us to set to work to perfect anything and everything that we may find that does not measure up to the best that our new light shows us. So anything you find in yourself that does not measure up to the best that's in you, work to perfect that. And she goes on to say, the moment we discover anything undesirable, even in our minds or in our lives, we should seek to make the changes necessary to bring about that which is desirable. Now, wouldn't that be a worthy spiritual practice? Right there, that's the whole message. So, change gracefully. So, grace in Christian theology is the divine influence operating in individuals for their regeneration. So that's God, of course, the divine influence, God, operating in and through and as us for our regeneration. Well, Gary and I have had an absolutely amazing experience of regeneration and transformation these last five months. When he got hit by a car in November when we were out for a walk and his leg was crushed. I just sang that song, the trick is to learn to enjoy the ride. And you might be thinking that we probably didn't enjoy the last five months of the wild ride that we were on. But nothing could be farther from the truth. And even as I leaned over him to assess the damages and call 911, I was surprised at how calm I felt, how centered I felt. And my, my first thought was, this has come to bless us. This has come to bless us. I didn't know how, I didn't know what the blessings would look like, and I also did not know what was yet ahead for us. But I'm so grateful for these unity teachings because I'm very clear that that prepared both of us to change gracefully through the last five months of journey that we experienced. On our walk that very morning, and it was consecutive day 320. We were on the way to a year of not missing a single day, and we had just been talking about how happy we were with our health and all the things we were doing. We were walking a couple miles every day and we were excited to go back to the gym after COVID and eating healthfully and camping and hiking and all of that and we felt so aligned with our purpose and with our goals. And then sometimes life shakes us and wakes us up in really unexpected ways and ours came in the form of a Jeep Wrangler. And at first, it, it just seemed like a couple broken bones, but it was kind of felt like a minor setback and felt very doable. We got this. We felt pretty firm in our faith. But as weeks went by and he finally came home from the rehab hospital, it became very clear that there was a lot of tissue damage. And so when we met with the surgeon, we were pretty afraid. We were kind of scared with the, the prognosis of that, and that's where the strength this community became so clear to us and so important for us and at that time we reached out to Deb Larson and Terry Brewer for support and consciousness and they went immediately to the idea of community prayer in the footsteps of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore. They asked you to pause every night at 9 p.m. and hold Jerry in your thoughts seeing him as he really is God in expression God in expression as health and as wholeness, doing all the things he loves to do. This is this is what I was picturing and this is the picture I sent out for you to hold and I took that picture last September when we were camping at Finley State Park and I grew up camping and canoeing, so I camped all my life, but Jerry had never camped until last fall. And I introduced him to tent camping, no less. <laughs> And he loves it. So this is him in all of his glory getting ready to go fishing, which he loves to do. And since the big one got away, that's pulling him back forward to to do it. And I'm just so grateful and very excited to tell you tomorrow we are going camping at Finley State Park. First time since the accident. So thank you, God. We had... Tremendous care from the medical people, all the doctors and surgeons, nurses, all the people that came into our home to do in-home nursing and physical therapy They were great. And they told us, you know, here's what you have to do, and we followed all of their advice and treatments to the letter. But more powerful than anything else was this community joining together, standing in faith with us for those times when we were afraid. That's what you guys did. That medicine was, I think, way stronger than anything else. And because what happens is when you're in the midst of a problem and it's right in your face and it's very constant and it's very there all the time. Like it was for me, I had to do daily wound care. And so constantly, that was right here. And it was hard at times to stay centered into the knowing of who we really are. So in Let's see, 2011, we wrote Stand in Faith, and it's one of our favorite songs, and I guess we were writing it for this experience and didn't know it, but this song so perfectly describes what you did for us during that long period of recovery, so I would love it if you want to join in. The word should be up there, Stand in Faith.
1: I was thirty
0: Thank you. Please be seated. Thank you. What was inspired? It came through us as most of our good songs do. Well, Jerry and I are both just so very grateful for your continued prayer support all all through that long recovery. That took a very long time, and you stayed in that. And so many of you have come to me all the time through and even since and said how much that meant to you and how it changed you in your own practice. And and it really lifted us and encouraged us as as week after week people would come up and say, every night at 9 o'clock, I'm praying with you. That is just so powerful. What a gift. And then also those of you who brought food for us. We heard from everywhere that, okay, three meals of protein every single day is what Jerry needs for healing. And it was challenging to do that amidst all the other daily care that was needed for a while. And so those who brought food just lifted that burden for me. And I really, really appreciate it. And Jerry did too. He appreciated home-cooked meals sometimes. And then the other really big thing, some of you came to our homes and our home, only one home, came to our home and built a wheelchair ramp and then came and took it apart when we no longer needed it. And came and put up railings and grab bars to make things safer for Jerry. And he's just going to town now, getting into his man cave in the basement. So <laughs> thank you all for that. And as the song said, you know, it's, it's not just about um, receiving it. So sometimes we're the ones who get to hold the vision for other people. And I think that's the easier thing. I know for both of us it's easier to be on the giving end than the receiving end. But sometimes the most important part is you have to be able to ask. And I hope that's one of the big takeaways you'll have today. You have to ask for support and consciousness. And it's hard to do. It's hard to do. But that's one of the gifts that came out of this for us was we did ask. It was a little challenging. We did ask, and we did allow that support. And there was so much So we're so grateful. And we also, in this wonderful community, have people willing to give prayer support and stand in faith. But we also have prayer chaplains every week who are available to support you. When you need support in consciousness. We have our daily phone call Monday through Friday at 8 in the morning, and we just have this community of love and light ready for your asking to step forward and be the light. So it's, it's been a wonderful example of that. And there's a couple things your prayer support did for us. One of the really biggest ones was what I like to envision as we went through this is the regeneration and rejuvenation of the trillions of intelligent cells in Jerry's body. I pictured them dancing and it was your prayer that helped so much to change things. And the doctors, the surgeons, the nurses, they were stunned. They were totally amazed. They did not expect the amount of healing, how quickly and completely Jerry healed from a pretty severe injury. And we know, we know it was the prayer But they were just amazed. So that was one of the impacts that your standing in faith with us had. The other one is that from the time you began doing that daily 9 p.m. call, it helped lift us back into that place of knowing. It lifted us back into that higher consciousness. And we were able to pretty much stay there the rest of the time as each new thing. And there were a lot of new things that came up for us throughout that period of time. But... That lifted us to where we could hold that for ourselves better. I am not a roller coaster person. But one time, a long time ago, someone talked me into going on the Magnum in the front car. And it was my first roller coaster ride. And I'm clinging white knuckled, and I hated every second of it. I could not wait for the ride to be over. And what I found so weird is that there's people with both arms in the air, their eyes wide open, they're screaming and laughing and having so much fun. And you know when you get off the ride and you go down and look at the picture gallery because they snap pictures of you, the look on my face was kind of like sheer terror. (laughs) So during Jerry's recovery time, though, it was so clear to us that we had created what I hope is that only the only time we will create this type of situation, but our lives came to a full and complete stop. There was nothing else but Jerry's recovery. We had to be so laser focused to do all the things that needed to happen with his care. And it would have been so tempting and actually very easy to just close our eyes and hang on with white knuckles and, and say, I can't wait till it's over. When are things gonna get back to normal? And that's what we do sometimes when we're in those situations. But that's a choice. And so we decided pretty early on that there was gold. There was gold for us in every part of this situation if we were willing to keep our eyes wide open to the possibilities. And that's what we did. During this time, uh, I went back and studied a book that really means a lot to me, and it's Joel Goldsmith's The Art of Spiritual Healing, and part of the transformation, or gold, if you will, for me was kind of a deepening awareness of that first unity principle. There's only one presence and power, God. We know that part. God is and I am. But as I continue to reflect on his healing at the cellular level, because He had to grow a lot of new cells and skin and tissues during that. I was thinking about the idea that we didn't need more God. We didn't need God to heal Jerry. We already have all the God we're ever going to have. We already are all the God we're ever going to be. I can't be separate from all the God that I am, except here in my mind. And that is where we do separate separate ourselves, but I can't be really truly separate from all the God that I am. And so in any situation, no matter what the outer reality is, and I'm not saying pretend like that's not the outer physical reality because it very much was, but despite that, we can still align with that truth and know the truth about God and who we really are. And we can have that God expressed through us, in us, through us, as us, all the God that we already are. And so that awareness, that deepening awareness, plus your standing in faith and your high consciousness that you held throughout that time, that's what healed Terry. Isn't that good to know? Because we can do that. We can do that for each other and for ourselves. Every day we would have conversations about these ideas just kind of marveling and so grateful for the transformation that we could see the gold that we found and the deeper understanding of everything. And I'm really a word person. I love words. I love to use words. I love to say lots of words and express them in just the perfect way. Now Gary, on the other hand, as you may have guessed, is a man of fewer words. (laughs) He likes to, in his words, Boil that cabbage down. That's what he likes. I like lots of words. But at some point during this process, we found some words that resonated so, so clearly with both of us and definitely boiled that cabbage down. And here's what it is. Nothing is more important to me than knowing God more fully. I'm going to say that again. It's so important. Nothing is more important to me than knowing God more fully. And once we decided that, once we made that decision, it became so clear in every moment if the thoughts we were thinking or the words we were speaking or about to speak led us toward knowing God more fully or away from knowing God more fully. It just became so clear. And if we were heading away, then we were able to just stop right then and make an adjustment, and that's all we really have is moment-by-moment living, so that's the great part. Any moment, you can stop and make that adjustment. And if nothing's more important than knowing God more fully, then could there ever be a situation that's an exception to these truths? We asked ourselves that a lot, and it was also easy then to um, look at the things that came up and catch ourselves if we were starting to blame someone else or something else or feel like a victim or poor me, it was easy to catch that and not look outside at maybe a Jeep driver, for example, and just blame something else. We could say, wait a minute here, Is, is this the one exception to the truth? And what we found is throughout that whole time, we asked that question a lot, but we could not find a single thing that was an exception to the truth that we came to know so completely. So I'd like to take that idea with you as we just take a moment to center in to some quiet and take that on a deeper level into our being. So I'm going to just invite you to get comfortable in your chair, take a deep breath, and let go of anything but this moment in which there's only God. I'm going to sing a new little chant. And then when you're comfortable, you can just join in. No, no. will give you the right starting key. Right. Knowing
1: God more.
0: idea deeper, so breathe in the desire to know God more fully. And breathe out the knowing that nothing is more important. And breathe in the desire to know God more fully. And breathe out the knowing that nothing is more important. And just in these moments, rest there's only God and I can't be separate from all the God that I am and from this knowing, we find peace. Take another deep breath and just feel the room around you, feel the energy of the people near you and this consciousness that we've created together. Feel the sleep beneath you and just when you're ready open your eyes come back I'm fully sitting out, i ready
1: in, knowing God more fully, more fully, knowing God, nothing's more important to me, knowing
0: God
1: more fully, more fully. God is also love. big word. Knowing love more fully, more fully, knowing love, nothing more important to me. Knowing love more fully, more fully, knowing love, nothing more important to me. God is peace. Knowing peace more fully, more fully, knowing peace. Nothing more important to me. Knowing peace more fully, more fully, knowing peace. Nothing's more important to me. One last time, knowing God. Knowing God more fully, More fully knowing God. Nothing's more important to me. Knowing God more fully, more fully knowing God. Nothing's more important to me.
0: Thank you, God. Amen. I don't know about you, but I need practice. I just can't seem to stay as good as this feels and as high as our consciousness has been lifted this morning. I can't stay there every second. I seem to fall in and out of it. And our fifth unity principle reminds us that it's not enough to just know these truths. You have to live into them. You have to live them, and for most of us, it takes practice. So this week, I invite you to make that decision for yourself. Make the decision that nothing is more important to you than knowing God more fully. And watch what happens as you go through those moments of every day, that moment-by-moment living, and see if you find more clarity from that practice. And the good news is that in any moment, if you do find yourself heading in the direction away from knowing God more fully, you can simply stop. Right where you are, you can stop. You can just simply reach higher to a higher truth of knowing who you are. And so I'd like to close this message with an exclamation point and ask you again to stand up, add your wonderful energy to the space that we created as we reach higher.
1: Reach higher, reach higher. The choice is you to me. Reach higher, reach higher. The truth is just so a thought away. Sometimes I feel discouraged. Sometimes I feel afraid. To me,
0: to me twice, me twice, I felt your commitment there. I felt your dedication to these truths. And so you say, Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for these teachings. And thank you, God, for this spiritual community that can not only stand in faith for someone else when they get the courage up to ask for support and consciousness, but then you can also sometimes be the one who needs it. So we're all joined together in this. And you may have thought this talk was about Gary and I and our journey, but it was of our journey. We've all been on this journey together. We just happen to be the ones doing a demonstration. So thank you, Jerry, for allowing us to bear witness to the power of prayer and to watch these truths in action. It's been a marvelous journey, and I really wouldn't change a thing, but you've all been part of Team Jerry, part of Jerry's Recovery, and it has been, this is our story and I hope you will take this with you and use that idea in your own life. And together we say, Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen.